Welcome to the Esports Network Podcast, talking esports, of course, at all times. You know, from the players, the coaches, the executives, the events, the kind of crazy things happening, the drama within the esports industry. And uh, let's just dive into this, this, this episode. I have a very special guest. This is, what, his second time on the show, I believe, on this specific show. And so I, I, he's a good friend of mine. He should be a great friend of yours as well. Pay attention to his articles, and we'll get into a lot of that as well. But let's welcome in Hunter Cook, the investigative reporter at Dot .esports, or one of them, I should say, as well as a news lead with Siege.gg covering the best and the latest news happening around the Rainbow Six scene. So Hunter, thank you, thank you for coming on again, man. I appreciate you to come on a second time, man. That's I love getting uh, you know an, an encore showing. Hey, man, thanks for having me. It's always a blast to do this. Um, always good to catch up with friends and. Have a little fun, maybe where you know, kind of working hard or hardly working with the friends, you know. Yeah, just talking video games, man. Just it's just it's, it, it, what 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 kind of industry is where you get to talk about video games and you just get to you know uh, stress over the latest deadlines concerning video game news, which is really insane to think about. Mm-hmm. So, in case you don't know, Hunter, uh, he is a journalist, of course, pretty obvious. You've had work featured in what, SI.com, SB Nation, Medium, Launcher, and now you're focusing with Dot and Siege, and you're based out of good old, keeping Austin weird, Austin, Texas, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Keep it very, very weird over here. So, uh, since we've last talked, right, there's been a, a lot of changes happening. Um, we last we, we talked about the CSGO match fixing scandals. Since then, it's kind of come to a bit of a stonewall where not much has really progressed. I'm sure come the offseason, we'll see some more progress made on that front. But you've also kind of delved more into this investigative scene, if you will. Um, I know Dot Esports has a really great team out there under the, you know, Jacob Wolf, if you will. He formerly Mike and Padre over at ESPN. So, I got to ask, was there really a, a transition for you from moving into kind of beat reporter status into this investigative reporter team or was it kind of easy was it hard it felt very natural um that's always been my focus i tend to not as a person not get wrapped up in the day-to-day and see uh the bigger picture and um try to focus on stories that actually uh substantially matter those are always the ones that i love to publish um I don't know. It, it just felt like a natural move because I don't know. I'm highly opinionated, especially about uh, the role of the press. Uh, have a little bit of an old school journalism streak to me in that um, the sanctity of the profession deeply matters. Um, and I feel like that is slowly eroding in some ways. Mm. And li- like many things, um, unless they're maintained, I mean, they rust, they rust over. I have a deep passion for maintaining the industry and, and maintaining the profession. And that does not happen unless, which is what we're going to talk about today, <laughs> unless we fiercely defend um, the ground that has been given to us and do not cede ground um, to those who wish to sweep things under the rug or who wish to present a better image of themselves. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we, we come from more of a sports background, both you and I, and, and I know a lot of the leadership right now within esports is kind of more based uh, or have a background based in, in sports coverage from a lot of people, you know, people from ESPN, from SB Nation, from NBC coming into the esports scene now, kind of trying to bring that same sense of sanctity, like you mentioned, into the the, the coverage of esports, which is something like we kind of need a lot more nowadays. It needs to be respected more 
almost like an art, if you will, instead of uh, just a position to kind of get some clout and make 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 lines, make uh, the the headlines move on on Twitter. But I'm happy to hear that you kind of went into this into this new role with you know with a plum. You 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 went at it. It's uh, it's pretty much safe to say you're now a certified uh, private investigator, going in depth in these stories. I mean, it, I don't like, know all that. <laughs> but I, I I appreciate it. I don't know about all that, but yeah, I I think you're right. Like it's. It, especially in sports, which you and I both have a background in, I feel the current makeup of old media can lead people to be very jaded. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're wrong to feel jaded. And I don't feel like they're wrong to say that journalism, at least as it stands in old legacy media outlets, especially in America, is in a big rough spot right now. Yes. Yep, 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 that's that's true. I mean, I've I've uh, I've had to renew a subscription to the Athletic because I just find their takes more more refreshing than anything else I've seen on you know on on ESPN or on uh, like, like these these big kind of sports sites that are kind of just it, it seems like they've they've taken it too far in the in the other direction, right? Like esports is, isn't doing enough and. Regular sports mediums are doing too much, if you will. So, I, like I said, people get jaded all the time. I completely understand that. And you are doing your part to kind of help bring to light, um, you know, excellent coverage, excellent reporting, and and you know, focusing on facts and and kind of maintaining that that fourth estate, if you will, of of uh, of journalism, which is an all encompassing thing that most of us should should focus on. So. The biggest difference between, I guess, your run-of-the-mill journalist and and or, or, or a beat reporter versus a bona fide investigative reporter, like, how big is that difference for you, if there was any at all? Um, it just means I get more time to work on stories. I get to dig deeper. Um, that also comes with a lot more risk, a lot more um, that you're putting on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to stake your reputation on a claim that a player said X, Y, Z and is recorded, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to trying to dig something up on like public records that can be kind of um, difficult to obtain, uh, prying things out of police departments, prying things out of people through FOIA, um, getting people behind the scenes who have um, knowledge of, I guess, sensitive matters is the right word, like yeah. maybe match fixing, something to that extent, like it's just like a completely different ball game. It's a, it's a different level of like skin in the game. Um, one that if you do want to move from traditional like beat reporting, uh, which honestly is fine. Beat reporting is kind of like a lost art Mm -hmm. in that there's a lot of beat reporters that are super lazy in traditional sports and beat reporting is a job where you get to decide how deep you go. You want to turn in two 700-word articles from your press conference availabilities in a gamer when you cover college football. That's all well and fine. Mm-hmm. But and, and if you're at a newspaper or somewhere else, you're going to get paid. The people who make that job um, respectable are the people who go above and beyond, who go for the kind of like deeper investigative stories while they're still doing uh, beat reporting stories. The only difference between what I do um is the title and the effort Mm -hmm. i would be doing these same kind of stories uh for dot if i was on a beat for something for them but i'm not my my beats rainbow six and i work that with uh siege and i do dot stuff as a part-time thing Mm -hmm. investigative reporting uh matters to me investigative reporting in this manner specifically in esports matters because it seems like it's being devalued 
um, more than ever. And I mean, shoot, I mean, it, look, look at the riot news from yep. uh, today. It even seems like basic bog standard beat reporting is devalued. Yes. Which is coming from a traditional sports background, again, is kind of mind numbing to think about. Mm. Like, why would you restrict if, if you're if you're a company like Riot Games, why would you restrict what is essentially free advertising for you? Looking at that, lo- looking at the function of beat reporting in the absolute most cynical way possible from our point of view as independent media, at some level, it is free PR for them. Mm-hmm. And, they fa- and they understand that and they facilitate mm-hmm. that. Why would you restrict that access at the biggest event of the year? It's just it, ridiculous. And not only that... If you're going to restrict it, at least be honest. Yes. Honesty covers up a whole many wealth of sins. No one is perfect. Everyone messes up. But if you're going to mess up, at least don't lie about it. At least own Which up is, to it is a thing. Yeah. It, 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 it's so absurd that this was even like... It, it, you, there, what, what's going to happen, right, is it, the same thing that happens with all of these things when uh, someone in the media who has some standing and feels like they can, because uh, like Jacob, who will publicly tell you this as well, mm-hmm. he is at a level where he could say something and he could stand up for people who are being screwed over, who do not have a voice. They do not have the standing. They do not have, I, I guess, the, I guess, clout mm-hmm. is a term that everyone can understand. They, they, they don't have the clout to kind of stick up for them and the, themselves in this scenario. I would also say that myself i i feel like i'm pretty well established in my beat i'm pretty well established as an investigative reporter i don't have the clout to publicly stand up for stand up for stuff without losing um access for my company that is potentially valuable Mm. now i do think there's a difference between that and going the full sports journalism route which for many is this kind of oh what's a nice word i can say that is mean (laughs) but also is not too mean I guess it's kind of this, I'll just call it lame. Yeah. It's super lame access journalism. And you see it more in political journalism than you do in sports. But we just talked about it too. Like there there are people who have beats that are just kind of like fundamentally lazy and it doesn't help anyone. Your job is to inform people. And if you're not informing them, like your highest calling is to the truth. Mm -hmm. And any attempt to bury that is an attack on you. And if you allow that attack to happen it's just going to get worse over time. And I, I super applaud what Jacob is doing today because like there's stuff that I can't publicly talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's stuff that I'm making like a tactical decision. Like, okay, I'm not going to go to war over this. But when I say that riot games is not the only publisher that um, attempts to restrict and control uh, what people say, about their game, what people say about their esports scene, like it, it, it'd be a lie to say that yeah. they are one hundred percent not the only one. And part of that is an understandable difficulty due to the global pandemic. I get it; like it's hard. But when there's an event, and I'm going to try very hard to be vague, and it is in an American city, right? Yep. And this place has been hosting uh, people for a very long time. And I say, hey, like, could I come down and cover this as media? Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not allowing in-person media. But then I look at uh, my social media and I see um, people who work for the team that are there, mm-hmm. that, are, uh, that they do uh, social media or they do content. But what's the difference to you in the publisher's shoes between me and them? Is it that I'm independent and they're financially bound to you? Because that's like reasonable 
but just say that. Say that we can allow teams to have their social media people in the building to create content and you can't because we have to let them. Don't just say, oh, we're still not doing media and just kind of like, not boldface lie, but kind of like skirt around the truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just a super frustrating scenario um, all around. One that I feel it's time to draw a line in the sand yeah. with this stuff. And I, I'm really, I'm really glad that Jacob and Ashley um, did what they did and they should be commended. Uh, I guess I should actually explain what happened. For those who <laughs> don't know at worlds, they were told, uh, which is being held in Iceland. They said, um, Hey, we're going to have no in-person media this year. Mm-hmm. Worlds is the biggest event of league of legends. Probably esports too. Yeah. It, it, pr- probably esports. Probably it, it's huge. It does absolutely dumb numbers of traffic. And anyone who knows anything about media knows that your coverage is enhanced when you can be there in person. Well, for months, um, Dot and other outlets were told, um, well, you you can't have anyone there in person. Mm -hmm. And it was later found out that that was a lie because there are Chinese content creators and Chinese uh, reporters that uh, got to go. And I don't want this to go into like a xenophobic play as, or like saying, oh, Tencent, Ryan owned company. Like, that's not what we're here to discuss. No. We're, we're, we're here to discuss the falsehood. If you're going to do that, do it and say it and do it and own it. Be upfront. Don't try. Not only that, don't just, don't just like try to lie to people. Try not to lie to people whose job it is to seek the truth. Yeah. Just it, a, a staggering amount of hubris. Right, it, 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 banking on banking on the need of these media companies to have access to this event, and therefore holding the threat of that access being revoked over their head as a way to get them to be quiet mm-hmm. is just absurd. No, hundred percent. It it, 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 it it it's ridiculous. It's unbecoming. I don't think that was initially like. I, I super hope that wasn't the intention. I, I super hope that this was something that was like passed down from the global team and not told to these regional comms people. I hope this is a top-down decision. Yes. I hope the least amount of people know about this as possible. I hope that there are people who saw that and they are just as surprised um, as the rest of us were when we found out. I mean... It's... It's it, it just it's just ridiculous, man. I I don't know how esports can claim it wants to survive. Like, and obviously, like we don't need to go full on access journalism. No, that's no, no. A, a lecherous. It's poisonous. It leads people to lionize the league. And it's funny that we also talk about ESPN because ESPN, I feel, is some of the worst of this. Uh-huh. They have a massive conflict of interest. They own the TV rights to the leagues they claim to independently cover. There is a financial stake in ESPN propping up the games that are aired on its platform. Yes. And if and if you do not think for one second that ESPN's coverage is not in it, it, it's slanted. It just is. There, there, there's no other word for it. It's slanted towards it. It goes directly against that like rule of journalism where like, you need to have an unbiased approach when it comes to to, to coverage really and that and that kind of like you said it's it's a conflict of interest. And so when I see it's like t- it's like taking money or begging for merch yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 downright despicable, honestly. Like I had when I saw the story break this morning, when I saw Ashley and, and Jacob had, had posted this statement saying, you know, hey, this is what happened between Riot Communications and us. They said no. We saw these other guys going anyways. 
pretty much I had to like I was like there's no way right this is uh, Jacob and Ash are two like the highest like platforms of journalism you could really see right Ash has been covering the scene for for years Jacob as well and so when I saw that, I, I immediately texted one of my friends from another outlet. I was like, hey, what did you know about this? Can you tell me what you know? And he was like, yeah, like we didn't have any access. They, they pretty much upfront shut it down. And we asked again this past week, upfront shut it down. So I was just like, this is insane that a publisher would go out of their way to deny multiple times um, these outlets. And then for not, it's, it's the thing about not being upfront that really bothers me. Right. Because if yeah. you're being upfront about it, like people can criticize you, they can say, Oh, that's not fair. But at the end of the day, you can be like, Oh, it's, it's our league. You know, it's, it's not no big yep. deal. But because, yep. because you went around and contradicted yourself, you kind of open yourself up for not just like, I wouldn't say attack, but for more criticism that it, than if you'd just been upfront about it. And that's the, it's the same thing with ESPN and, and in the NFL, right? If ESPN publishes a story that you know is is pretty much proud uh, priding the the NFL on something they did, we have to look at it through a different lens because we know that well Thursday night games or Monday night games are on, on NFL or on ESPN. They have a certain stake in the game. They they can't really criticize the league up front, or they can't really give us the entire truth, or they give us a slanted truth that we can't really see. And that's something that I think you're seeing this right now. Yeah, you're, you're seeing you're seeing this actively and in a much bigger way yes. too in, in in college sports. Yes, oh, hundred percent. The the Big Twelve. If you know nothing about college sports, the Big Twelve is in the quote unquote for football at least the biggest money maker in college sports. In the quote unquote power five, yep. Power five uh, teams get uh, preferential decisions or, or preferential treatment when it comes to bowls. It is a good thing to be in a power five conference. It is where everyone wants to be. You want to be in division one, and you want to be in the power five. Yeah. Now the Big Twelve is splitting up. Texas and Oklahoma, the two flagship schools of the conference that bring in the most TV money, are leaving. Now in the middle of that TV money renegotiation. It is alleged by the Big 12 mm -hmm. that they were trying to get other schools to bolt for the American Athletic Conference. Now, here is where this conflict of interest comes into play because it, it it seems like, oh, yeah, they, they're, they're, a lot of these schools, they're not going to be the Power Five anymore. Well, they were attempting to rebuild the Big 12 with different schools so they could retain their status. It would be significantly diminished because Texas and Oklahoma aren't there, but it's still a Power Five school. Exactly. ESPN is getting them to bolt. The bad thing is the Big 12's TV rights are divided between Fox Sports and ESPN, and they're trying to get them to bolt to the American Athletic Conference, which is aired 100% of the time on ESPN, thereby making ESPN a lot more money than they would if the Big 12 remained together and simply added more schools and retained their status. We're not They're, talking a small they, amount either. This is like billions no, of dollars at yes. stake. It is, it is absurd. And it is they're trying to create a further stranglehold, a monopoly, if you will, on broadcasting an entire sport. And you're telling me that the writers that cover the sport at ESPN can be considered fair and objective and unbiased when their work is passed through the hands of editors and higher ups and they see what is happening and they can kill stories. And, and sometimes this isn't even the journal, the journalist's fault. Like, dude, you, you tell me you're get, I'm getting a job at ESPN. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going ESPN money's 
crazy. Mm-hmm. They spend so much on journalists. I'd be dumb personally not to take that. But I would be taking it knowing that if I had a story, it might be killed on the basis that it could cause financial harm to a business partner, mm-hmm. which is the dang point of conflict of interest in the first place. Yep. I do not want this in esports. We do not want to have this kind of insidious access culture to where we can't report on something for fear of losing our jobs. That is what is at stake for some of these younger people. Now, I don't cover Riot games, and I'm not even necessarily like criticizing their um, decision to have some media but not others there. We're in a pandemic. Mm. Other countries are more vaccinated. You can say something and you can make it make sense. It's your league. You can do that. But when you lie about it, that is when it crosses the line into like an, okay, what are we even doing here? To where it crosses into something that could be considered like a conflict of interest. That's where it gets ridiculous. This hurts the livelihood of journalists. And by not speaking up on it, it hurts us all. Mm. It hurts us all as a profession. The big thing that I've noticed in esports among the journalism class is a lack of solidarity, a lack of sticking up for each other. We're very quick to criticize. Yes. We're, we're, we're very quick to find the typo in someone's article or to say like, oh, did an editor even look at this or like <laughs> question each other's reporting or like call each other out? Like the call out culture and the social media clout you get for that is big, much more so than if you just took it to the DMs and you said like, hey, like, I don't like the way this is going down. This doesn't look good. Here's how you can improve it for next time. Actually trying to build something is anathema to this scene at this point in time. I don't even know if I use that word correctly. I'm I, sorry. I'm getting a little bit hot <laughs> under the collar. I prefer but, you get hot under the collar. Trust me. But, it makes but, awesome. But, 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 but you, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. Like there's the people that are the, that have been the loudest about critiquing others. Are, the lack of silence for when pe- people are trying to stick up for others is worrying. Or the lack of, the, the silence for when people are trying to stick up for others is worrying. If you have critique for those in our industry, in journalism, in esports journalism, you need to try to like defend that so they can do the best job possible because that's what makes sense. If you actually care about this industry and you actually give a damn about journalism in esports, you will full-throatedly condemn this and unwaveringly stand in solidarity with the people who fear that they cannot speak up about this. Otherwise, their livelihoods are threatened, their access is cut off. Mm -hmm. Which is so absurd. It's it's all hostile, right? The, The relationship between publisher and journalist at some degree is like symbiotic. Every need, everyone needs access to do their work, especially if you're like a beat reporter, mm-hmm. which is the vast majority of reporters out there. And the only way you can do good, effective beat coverage is with access. That's it. And not just that, like giving journalists that even a, a little bit of access, right? Just being in person at these events, covering these live events. It's kind of like... A, a small sense of like verification on the publisher in the league itself, right? It's like we're just kind of reporting the news here, reporting the the, the, the results, the events, the, the the things that are happening here, 
And it kind of lets people who can't be at that event, because like I said, we're in a pandemic. And so it's not just, you know, we're not talking about a few thousand people that can't make it. It's millions of people who can't make it to, the, to these events. And it's kind of like, this is what's happening at this event. This is to uh, let you guys know on the level what's happening here. It's great stuff. Hopefully, you know, the next time you get this event comes to your city, to your town, to your country, wherever, you get a chance to go there and you get to experience what I experienced here or you get to experience the results and, and, and the, the events, the players, the teams, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's insane to me that you would, like you said, you mentioned earlier, they're throwing away free PR and instead saddling themselves with this negative PR from across Europe and across the states. It's it's um, it's something I don't think I'd ever seen before. You know, like the I know like in America we have the the sports like the NFL, MLB, and have their own separate decisions that they get criticized for all the time. But this is this feels a little bit more malicious than that, doesn't it? If if you muzzle. If you muzzle everyone who could potentially even be a detractor, your positive events and your positive things and the good things that you do will never hit the amount of ears that you intend them to. Mm. If you completely and totally delete criticism and you delete any kind of like adversarial coverage or you give preferential treatment and then lie about it to people and then hope to uh, you hope beyond hope that they won't speak up. Because they still need that access. If you try to do this power play with people, you will never, ever, ever be holistically respected. I'm not talking about liked. I'm talking about respected. There's Mm -hmm. plenty of people in this world that I don't like, but I respect on base value and I respect the work that they have done or I respect their contributions to a given scene. Now, those are two opposing concepts. People can like riot games but they'll never be respected if they keep on this path of blocking people out of killing press access of barring people who critique them from their events they they will never ever ever get the positive press for the actual good that they do Mm. and it seems just ridiculous like take your l's don't lie and your W's will be given to you. Like, look, look, look at the reception of Valorant. If it, Valorant is a great scene, and I do know for a fact that there is times when people want to critique it, but they, but they have been stopped. Why? You already have the win. You have what's probably about to be in a couple of years the biggest first-person shooter on the planet, mm. and you're you're, you're going to kill it. By creating this culture of, oh, everything is positive, everything is peachy keen, like, and nothing's ever gone wrong, nothing's ever bad, we understand everything. Like, no, nah, you need to give people freedom to be frustrated. You need to give them freedom to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's like when esports pros think that they have to be liked by uh, the masses. No. Or think that they uh, people have to say that they're good, right? Like, I, th- this is something you run into quite a lot and yeah. I've seen quite a bit is no esports professional wants to be told that they're bad whereas most traditional sports people are just kind of seem like yeah we suck um you're an a-hole for bringing it up but yeah it's not wrong it's just you get in esports this kind of sense that you can't really critique someone at a face value but the best stories come from when someone who is bad who works on their stuff over time and builds himself up to be a better version of themselves that is fundamentally a better story than good player was good the entire time 
to use a hard example of this, look at Josh Allen. Yep. yep, yep, yep Josh, yep. A- Josh Allen was one of the worst major quarterback prospects of the past couple decades. He was atrocious. At the time, he really, really sucked at everything he did. And it is a credit to him and his hard work that he has been built up into one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, first round pick in the NFL draft, well, in 2018 or so, people wrote him off. Crazily overhyped. Crazily overhyped as a draft pick. Yeah, wrote him off the first two seasons of his career and then like came back. And he improved. He he improved. He went into the lab with a quarterback coach and improved. Now, the idiot fans in the room will say like, oh, well, you were wrong the entire time, Mr. Analyst. And they're completely and totally devaluing the work that he did. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm, no, hundred percent. It, it, it's it's this kind of this quick kind of I gotcha mentality for a lot of fans. It kind of kind of sours it a little bit. Like right? the analyst just just made a point, and the player proved him wrong. That can happen all day to Sunday, right? It, it happens all the time. Players prove people wrong all the time. That's what makes them great stories. That's what makes it enticing yeah. to read about. It makes it enticing to look at, watch the games that that are happening. And so, I mean, I, I, know, I know I'm kind of like casting a wide no. net duck hunting here, but but this uh, th- th- this stuff really hacks me off. Like. When people talk about like esports journalism, they always say, "Oh, esports journalism is dead. It's filled with hacks who are just like PR flackies." Maybe if they didn't think that they would lose their job for speaking up about bad things, you'd see better journalism. Yes. Maybe if we all stood up in solidarity with each other instead of trying to bring our everyone down for like a bad take or a mistake. Maybe you know, I I don't know. This entire thing is just so it's so bizarre. Because this does not happen in traditional sports. No. There is no. a deep sense of media solidarity outside of of a couple of instances <laughs> to where if someone is taking flack or taking like critique, I mean, if it's bad work, it's bad work. But you'll rarely ever see other media people join the pylon for clout, unless it's someone who's a universally loathed person like... Uh, you know what? Let's say the name like a Darren Ravel. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like a universally despised person who essentially is PR in by all. I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to scratch that part. I don't want to speak for other people, but some of the stuff I've heard has not been great. More more than that, he's just a PR guy who claims to cover business, but really just takes talking points from. Uh, leagues and teams it's so frustrating right like because mm. there's good people here uh people that were really really hurt by this decision and it shouldn't take someone with the pull of jacob wolf arguably the most respected and best esports journalist of all time in the top five at least at the very least it should not take him someone of his stature to have to say something i'm frustrated for all the people that felt like they couldn't speak up Mm. because there were many i i I know that i and i know that for a fact because there are instances in my career where there are times when i feel like i can't speak up Mm -hmm. and in this specific instance now that's been brought to the light i feel much more comfortable talking about it because ultimately i'm not the one like taking that risk i don't i don't cover league i don't cover riot games and it's just it's very frustrating it's very frustrating and it just reveals so many inherent um problems with the system problems with access problems with publishers acting like gods 
uh, problems with um, outlets not getting the access they need so that they can do work that matters. It's so very frustrating. Well, uh, I got to say, like, I know you're a bona fide journalist. You, for you, it's frustrating. Me, I'm just pretty much... Bur- no, that, but, but that's the point. Yeah. We are all bona fide journalists. Yeah. Beat, re- beat reporting has value. Podcasting has value. There is value to chronicling the history of something. Even if you're not, like, doing something crazy, I, I, I guess, like, sexy would be the term. Like, <laughs> even if you're not, like, breaking news of a roster move, you have value. In fact, I would go so far as to say, if all you do is break roster moves, you're just kind of a connected fan. Yeah, that's true. No, that's, that's, that's true. And so... Because you're not doing any work yeah. to lay the foundation. There's no is real there, addition being being thrown out there, right? It's just kind of like you're doing something a, a computer could do at that point. But if you yeah. add something different to it, you twist it up a little bit, add your own take, add an opinion, add some foresight, you get something a little bring, bit more. Bring bring numbers into yes. it, right? Like like bring, bring contract numbers into it. Th- then that is something that is of value. And if you do other stuff on the side, if you do things like – contribute through like opinion if you contribute through but like the, the people that are just out there especially like the burner accounts yeah that are just kind of like doing roster move stuff like that's not helping that's hurting let me tell you man i, I expected this podcast the episode to go in a different direction today i am glad we stuck stuck with this for for how long we we did um i just hopefully I, I'm hoping this is just like a growing pain for esports. I hope there's a lesson to be learned from other PR representatives from from Riot's uh, media communications department. I hope others around the industry kind of look at what's happening and realize like, oh, we probably shouldn't do that. We shouldn't bite the hand that feeds us. Uh, you know, these 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 better numbers, these better engagement numbers that we're seeing. Probably should should make an attempt to collaborate a little bit more. Maybe not all. We don't doesn't have to be all the way. Right. Just, just, just have self-respect to stand up for for the people who could be hurt the most by this, and have some self-respect to stand up for yourself as like a journalist and demand better from these media companies who believe media companies um, <laughs> from these publishers who believe that they are truly like unaccountable. And that's and that's the main point of journalism. It's it's holding things accountable too. Holding and it's it, it it's a little bit and it's so difficult to do right because. League of Legends is going to be a juggernaut whether Riot Games allows access or not. Yeah. But it'll never be as big as it could be without the people that create um it, it, without the people that create with access without the and without the people that create without access. Like it it, it hurts us all. Whether you truly believe that all access journalism is vile and evil and you know what you're you're entitled to that take. I don't think it's I think it's a necessary part at times, I don't necessarily like that it's necessary, but I understand why it's valuable to run a media company, to get interviews, to get like photos, to have your own stuff. Like it, it, it has an intrinsic value to running the sites. And guess what? Investigative stuff doesn't always get the clicks. You can't spend three months on one article and still like, you know, make a functioning media company. You have to have SEO. You have to have the people that do the uh, the grunt, dirty work of cranking out twelve articles a day on inane stuff that they know people are going to click on. Yep, yep that's, that's true. This entire media e- we we cannot create a sustainable media ecosystem for journalism to flourish without all of us. 
without everyone in investigations, without everyone who does beat reporting, who needs access, without the people who do SEO. It takes all of us. I, I, I'm really disappointed at what I've seen is a lack of people outside the League of Legends endemic beat reporters like speaking up. Because you better believe that if Riot thinks they can pull something like this, if they if they think they can actually like boldface lie to people, even as people as like powerful and as well respected people whose job it is to find things out, they're going to do it to you too. And maybe you you know what? Maybe you're listening to this and you're a journalist who is too big to fail, and you're always going to get your sources. You're always going to get your quotes. You have enough respect to command. That's well and good. Not everyone else does. This kind of access helps get people to that point. If you want better journalism, you fight for all of us. Mm -hmm. Or you fight for none of us, or you're fighting for yourself. And if you want to do that, that's fine. Call it what it is. Call it self-interest. Give back in some way. I, it's so frustrating, man. No, I, dude, you're you're speaking truth here. This is this is this is nothing is is wrong about what you're saying right now. So, I, I don't I don't know. Some of it might be a little high, and I may be coming in. <laughs> I, I'm definitely more frustrated and not as level headed as I normally would like to be on something. Is but 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 I think this this store deserves it, man. This is something it, that people it's are frustrating. Need to know. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's frustrating, and you know what? It's it's not good. For the future of esports, that this is a thing, and you may be sitting there like, "Oh no, the access journalists can't like get their clicks." They're more fair and balanced than what the than what Riot is going to put out. Yeah, why? Because of a, the conflict of interest, like we said earlier, because they have a financial incentive to make themselves look good. And it's it's true, man. No, you're you're right because it's like if if Riot starts publishing their own articles on 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 their end of things, right? Do you think they'll ever come across a chance to really criticize League of Legends or Riot Games itself? No, it's, it's they're never going to admit a mistake. No, for if if things were allowed to go Riot Games' way, really any publisher's way. Let's just let's just expand the, the conversation a bit. We all would do this too. Yeah, every uh, we we uh, and that uh, to be cl- completely totally clear, we all would do this too. No one likes hearing bad things about yourself. Very few people take criticism when it's voiced in a very hostile way, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Well, I, I don't expect this. <laughs> if any, this is this go over well. You're right to not take it well. Yeah, it's it's rude. It's mean. I, I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy with a lot of these decisions being made. But everyone needs checks and balances. And, everyone, and everyone needs an editor. Everyone needs someone to hold them accountable, internally and externally. 100%, it, it's abs- it, it's absurd that people think otherwise. Like as journalists, we're held accountable by our readers and by the institutions that we cover. When we mess up, people know about it, right? You you do a report wrong, you you go off on your anonymous sources, and they're wrong. You pay the price. Yes, that is the accountability for a journalist. You misquote someone, they yell at you. Yep, that is your accountability. If you have no accountability, you can create your own reality. That is not something that is healthy for anyone. Uh, yeah. I mean, let me tell you, the, the amount of times, the amount of DMs I get when I post a, an eSports Minute update or something, and I get like a few DMs saying I did something wrong, countless. I, I, I can provide proof uh, on Twitter all over the place of just DMs of people. Everyone messes up. And it's okay. I, t- I say thank you so much. I appreciate the criticism. I'll take it to heart for the next time. And that's all I can do. That's all anybody can do. 
accept the criticism and you don't have to be happy about it. You have to like the criticism, accept it, move on. And then maybe if it comes up again, you, you fix the problem before it becomes a public, uh, a public thing. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like I, I, I do feel kind of bad now. Is now that I've cooled down a bit, my, my, my tone is a little <laughs> shit. Like I am moving a little bit too hot on this, but I, I think there's a lot of critique to go around. And now that the thing's been out for a couple hours or many hours now, I, I'm kind of disappointed in the silence that I've seen from some very prominent criti- critics of esports journalism. Because if you think that this kind of stuff doesn't hurt the kind of work that esports um, journalists can do overall, like you're you're just crazy. Yeah. You're, you're living, you're living in a fairyland. Not every single person, it, like it, it, unless you have like a little bit of access, like it, it, it's, 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 it's necessary for everyone. It, yeah. It's just ridiculous. I'm, it's very upsetting too. I, I know, man, I completely understand. And so, I mean, I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I feel like, no, uh, I feel like I'm just squeezing blood from the stone. You're now. fine. I'm, I'm letting you vent and, and go off. Cause this is something you're passionate about. This is something you, the industry you work in and the industry that I work in. So nothing you're saying is off, off base from what I'm hearing. It's, it's, it's a definite issue within the industry that we'll, we'll have to at some point, meet up at a crossroads and from there we'll, we'll decide where the industry goes and where journalism, where that media coverage goes. And so, I mean, for you, I'm sure you're excited to, 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 to talk about this and also excited for the other beats you're working on uh, with rainbow six and all that as well. But I, I, I want to thank you right now for just coming on and, and giving us your honest till you're blue in the face perspective on what's going on with, uh, you know, publishers as it concerns to coverage of their games and their leagues. So, I mean, it, you have no idea how, it, how important that is to voice that out there right now. It, it's super frustrating. And for the, for, for the press who are wondering like how you can like, how we can move on from here. It starts with us. It starts with us holding each other accountable in a way that is not that, 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 that is kind. It seeks to call in and to uplift. And I know I'm frustrated right now, but like the, in a while I will calm down. And the ultimate hope is that this doesn't happen again. And at the least, at the very least, there's no lying. What we can do, we can build each other up so much better. Because in the end, this job is a solitary job. It is lonely. Yeah. If if you're doing this to be liked, or you're doing <laughs> this to make friends, you are in the wrong profession. The only friends we have are each other. Pretty much, man. That's that's how it goes. Like, I'm glad I found my wife before I got involved because I don't think I, I, I would have. I would go, <laughs> dude. I would be so unhinged. Oh, I'd be so unhinged without my wife. It is. It is someone insane. I'm like, ah, I couldn't meet anybody doing this because I wouldn't. One, I wouldn't have the time. I wouldn't have the patience. I would be looking crazy for for the things that I talk about if I didn't already have my wife there to kind of ground me a little bit. So, uh, you know, shout out to the wives, MVPs, of course, keeping us grounded and uh, really keeping us focused on what really matters. And that's of course the home life, the video games we get to play and, and, and away from the, the coverage we have to work on. So, uh, Hunter, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on talking about this. This is something that we will see probably come more up to the, to the front of, of news as, you know, the decade continues to, to to kind of grow into this this industry. As we see more people return to live events, we'll see this pop up a little bit more. I'm assuming, you know, with publishers 
coming to heads with uh, certain uh, media outlets, if you will. So, Hunter, I, I can't thank you enough, man. I know you got uh, six major uh, coverage coming up with, uh, out of Sweden, of course. Uh, really quick, uh, where can people find your, your your bylines, your accounts, all that stuff so they can get involved with the six major and also your very hot-headed opinions when it comes to media coverage? Yeah, I I hope we have no more media talk. I hope this is the last <laughs> time we have to talk about this. It's, a, it's very navel-gazing, but I, I feel like in this... In in this instance, like where we have this big story to talk about, like yeah, it's it it's time for a reckoning. Um, find it at me at Dot Esports, working on a couple of big stories. Hopefully, they publish soon. Like again, uh, quality journalism takes time. Um, <laughs> a couple of very big things in the cooker, actually. Ooh. Um, Sweden major coverage will uh, be at CGG, uh, the leading Rainbow Six outlet. I don't feel like that's arrogant to say nope. mostly because rainbow six is a small esport and uh we are the only people so it's kind of like we win by default uh <laughs> you get a, a w by forfeit um that's how you get it man. great hey man i'll i'll, I'll take the esports journalists take l's dude I, i'm happy to take a w where i can get it hey you know it, it's it's funny you're the news lead at the only like major rainbow six uh coverage site so you know it's that's a huge w for you right <laughs> well, it, well in, inside baseball scoop for you they wanted to say managing editor but i knew i i don't want the title managing editor because uh, uh gfinity is a uk-based company that implies something different than here and i would like to continue to work in the united states and it doesn't necessarily look good on a resume fair enough when you move on from your managing editor position <laughs> that's a good point of course diamondback gg also your twitter handle catch all of his uh, quick takes and opinions there uh, hunter man i can't thank you enough for coming on the show again visiting us and and kind of bringing this to light that something that we need to be aware of moving forward when it comes to how journalists and how game publishers and tournament organizers uh, kind of really interact. So that's something that I'll be looking uh, at a little bit more closely from now on. I'm sure you'll be looking at it a lot more closely in your line of work, and I'm sure you'll be you'll sound off when things are kind of heading towards an iffy direction, right? Yeah, we'll we'll see. I guess I have hope that things will get better. I have hope that Riot will come out and say like, "Hey, like, yeah, this is wrong. We messed up. Not going to do it again." Um, maybe that's naivete. Uh, we'll see. For sure, for sure, and uh, hopefully, you know, takes a lot, takes takes no effort at all to say you're wrong and kind of walk back a few opinions, which is fine. I mean, we all have to do it at some point. It, it takes a lot of uh, gumption to kind of be that person to admit it. But Hunter, yeah, every, everyone, ta- everyone takes the. Sorry, one, no, one more thing. Every, uh, what I want this conversation to center on is everyone takes their L's. Yep, it's how you take your L's that matters. Hey, man, I'm Bronze 4 in League of Legends. All right, I take my L's all day, every day. Uh, Rainbow Six, I'm pretty sure I'm like unranked still. I play like maybe three ranked games, and I'm like, I am awful at this. Uh, the only game I'm good at is like Rocket League, and that's you know, I'm Diamond, High Diamond right there, and I take that as a W all day, every day. I'm not pro. I'm good enough, okay? <laughs> Hunter, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on this show. You have been uh, a truly a blessing to come on the show, man. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Anytime. He is Hunter Cook, investigative reporter at .esports and news lead at siege.gg. Visit his sites there. Of course, I'm your host, Kevin Correa, right here on the Esports Network Podcast.